Welcome to the Experience Christian Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We're a church startup based out of Exton, Pennsylvania, committed to giving the community a fresh start with God and with church. Our mission is to help people experience God's love in a practical way. On each podcast, we dive in a little deeper to a relevant topic in our spiritual journeys, which may or may not be connected to the message from Sunday morning. If you have a topic you'd love to hear us consider discussing or have a question or prayer request, just send a text to eccinfo to 94000 or go to our website, experiencecc.org. And now to the podcast. Well, hey, Sarah, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. This is amateur hour for our podcast. Diane is on vacation. And so I'm hosting and I'm here. So I get to get out and play the two roles. We'll see how this goes. Um, but it's good to have you. Yeah, it's great to see you, especially after Sunday. Everything was super, super fun. Did you, uh, how'd you feel like service went this week? It was really fun. It was great. It was a lot to do going into it more than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to get signs out and, you know, try to match them up all their equipment. Equipment gets banged around a little bit. So we assembled <laughs> some signs. We got our speakers out. All those things fit into storage trailer two, also known as our minivan. And so we loaded the van, headed to the Sheraton, and it was a great time. So, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, of course, there were like little kinks here and there we have to iron out. But after 16 months, I feel like <laughs> we did pretty good. We did pretty good. It was um, really good to see so many familiar faces, seeing some girls from my small group, um, seeing a bunch of people I just hadn't seen in forever. We had the little stickers. And so everyone who had a green one, I thought the hugs were just a recommendation, but like everyone I saw um, who was like open to it was like hugs and super excited to see each other. So it was nice. Yeah, the stickers were fun. So if you weren't there, we had three stickers, red, which means you almost just want to stay a little a little far back from other people. Yellow is probably open a fist bump or touching elbows, something like that. And then green is no limits. So that was kind of the fun. It was unfortunate that I was greeting outside and I didn't have a chance to see what their sticker was going to be. <laughs> so <laughs> hey, how are you? Do you want to like kind of hang out? You still had to do that little dance back and forth. <laughs> I did, I did. But once they got in, they were good. Carrie wore yellow. I was a green. I, I, there were there was a fair amount of both, which was pretty cool to see people being honest with it. Yeah, yeah, I appreciated that. It felt like it was weirdly good. But I was like constantly sitting there as I do in my natural state, being like, "How does everyone feel? Like, does this feel comfortable? Does this feel good?" So, but the feedback I heard so far was was good. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know what your experience has been here locally, but I went to Aldi, the grocery store. And uh, despite not having to wear masks, every single person that I saw in that store had a mask on. And mm. so it still seems interesting to see how folks are navigating both wearing a mask, not wearing a mask, and what that means for a church. So we had on Sunday, some folks kept their mask on the entire time, others did not. And there was respect and appreciation from each one. We sent out a survey for folks to fill out. So far, we've had 16 responses to the survey, and everyone felt safe and respected and, and good at that event. So that was really good to hear that feedback as we continue to have more. So Yeah, that's great to hear. Yeah, really good. Well, as we move on to meeting in person again, our next event will be June 20th. We're going the third Sunday of June as well. How do you feel about that? Are you excited? Are you nervous? You I'm, really, I'm really, really excited. I think it'll be great. 
I'm excited to see um, where our direction goes with kids and everything. So if we're doing kids that Sunday or not, I'm just excited to like get back into it, keep hanging out with families, keep getting to know everyone. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. So we had 48 people Sunday. And how many kids did we have roughly? If you were just thinking elementary and below. Oh, you're putting me on the spot right now. (laughs) I want to say, I want to say nine. I think we had nine or 10. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that sounds right. I was thinking right around that eight to 10 range. So yeah, good. So (laughs) they come back. We're going to need you in a a specified (laughs) area, right? Oh, yeah. Really good. Well, what did you think about, um, you went to lunch out with some of your friends that were Mm -hmm. college age. They're in your small group. What was their take on it? Because I do think that there's a unique expectation of what church looks like now um, for your age demographic in a special way. What is it that you guys are excited to see, maybe see a little differently, maybe see engaged in? What's that for you guys? Yeah, I think they enjoyed it, or at least least that's what they told me. (laughs) Um, It was just great seeing them and getting lunch afterwards. It was really fun to connect with them. Um, My small group has met exclusively online just because we've all been at school or like we live about an hour from each other. And so it was cool to see so many of us meeting up together in person. And that was really fun. Lunch was really great afterwards too. Um, I think something that we're all looking forward to is just connecting with people in our same age range, but also like people who are older than us or younger than us. And I feel like that 18 to 30 can kind of get lost sometimes. So just being able to connect with other people and get some guidance um, in that in that community aspect, even in person is, is really exciting for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's great. One of the things that I thought was interesting to process too is we were pretty diverse on Nest Sunday in particular. We weren't just all white 35 to 40 year olds, which yeah. you know, I, I still say 35 <laughs> to 40. I'm 43 now. So I guess <laughs> 40 to 45 year olds, you know, there was diversity in both age and also ethnicity, which was cool. It was a really good thing to see a mixture. And I really hope that we're able to continue to see that as we continue gathering in the future. Uh, a little bit about this particular series, if we could transition there a little bit. Mm-hmm. The idea of living out the fruits of the Spirit and the idea that the Holy Spirit is what produces these in us. So someone gives their life to Jesus. We have given, we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And it's not only about, you know, getting us into heaven. It's about bringing heaven to this earth. And God wants to empower us to live out the kind of lives that makes a positive impact, helps us live out our purpose. And I find a lot of people get frustrated that it's not an instantaneous flip of the switch. So that's how this series has really been working for me. We've given a couple illustrations uh, during the messages. Have any of them stuck with you or have you appreciated any of them processing it? Yeah, sitting on Sunday morning, I just, the whole power strip analogy that you use. So we've got different things in our life that you said, we've got our power strip and we're plugging in different things and it's either time with friends or it's you know, off doing this and it's work and it's all these things. And then we take the end of the cord and we're trying to plug it back into ourselves. But in reality, we know that that's not going to work because as we know, power strips, you got to plug into the outlet. (laughs) And so just thinking about that in the sense of um, plugging into God and plugging into our relationship with him and connecting with the Holy Spirit and how that is empowering us was like a bit of like a mind blow moment for me. It was really great to like 
see it, that analogy in a way that I hadn't like heard it before. And we've all heard the like pouring from an empty cup thing, but this is just a different variation of that. And I felt like in a more meaningful way. So I really appreciated that. Yeah, that was a, a Kyle Eidelman illustration that I grabbed and really liked it. But it's funny, I can find the frustration in the sense of, you know, when your electricity goes out and the power dies, there are certain things that you can't deny that it happened. You know, like your your monitor is off. My Zoom light is off. But my laptop stays running because it has power. In fact, maybe the screen will go slightly more dim, but it's still functioning. And I think that's what's interesting if you take that analogy just one step further and realize like we can live without the spirit's power for a while. Like we can feel like, oh, I'm still okay. Everything's great. Sometimes we even end up taking credit for some of the fruit we see manifest in our lives like we're still loving we're still joyful patient kind and uh before long we're not i mean like what happened <laughs> i think that's where that analogy is really helpful for me it's like oh i unplugged went off and did my own thing it's time to plug back in and recharge and i still keep thinking of it i know every, every metaphor breaks down but that's a pretty powerful one for me this week we introduced the concept of gardening are you yourself a gardener Definitely not. I've got two plants sitting over there. One of them is dying a little bit. The other one, it's a cactus. It's like a little succulent. So <laughs> it's surviving somehow. Why don't you get up and show us real quick? Why don't you show us how awful your plant is? That'd be oh, good. No. It'd almost be horrifying for your audience. Well, and so that's what makes it fun. All right. Yeah. Maybe it's not as dead as I'm saying it is, but it's definitely not. So this is actually a little terrarium that my boyfriend <laughs> got for me for um yeah okay valentine's day christmas um but it's got like little moss that's dead there's okay. a couple leaves attached they're just kind of hanging out but because it's a little terrarium i just kind of let them be i'm like mm, i'll just let it like make soil i don't, I don't really know what i'm doing <laughs> so i just kind of leave it as is the only thing that's surviving in here fully right now i think are the little mushrooms that are starting to pop up i don't think you can see them but there's no. tiny little mushrooms in there so are and they then, supposed to be there or is that kind of just happening is that like a weed in there or is the mushroom a good thing i truly don't know that's how little i know about gardening like are these mushrooms a good thing i i don't know maybe they're poison. um and this is oh this is my succulent i guess a piece just fell off okay so it's doing okay it's a uh, outgrowing its little pot but it's it's, it's okay <laughs> yeah i love the the agrarian metaphor for a healthy spirituality and you just you know showed us environmentally how you're not caring for that system properly and uh <laughs> <laughs> thank you matt <laughs> I, I really hope cole you know thinks about giving you that kind of gift again that's pretty fun yeah <laughs> but, uh, you know in person sunday we were able to ask the question and get some responses which i'm not used to doing on video of what's it take to keep um, plants growing to produce fruit or produce flowers, whatever it is, they need a healthy environment. And that analogy is really helpful when you think of how much work a plant requires, how much that, you know, no matter how succulent a plant is, it still requires something. It requires water every now and again. Now you have to put it in a different pot. And what a great illustration of the spiritual life. If we are doing and being empowered by God's spirit, there's still some responsibility on our part. The gift is this fruit but what gets in the way is ourselves and so there are things that we're responsible for metaphorically to keep the weeds out you know the distractions we find in life to keep things watering which is being a part of a vibrant church community 
feeding on God's word, talking to him in prayer, like these things do impact the health and vibrancy of our, of our faith. So yeah, I, I'll, I've been enjoying the series for me personally, just thinking through how to be empowered by God. Anything else for you that jumps out? You said, didn't you say you watched a video, a kid's video that had a helpful illustration? <laughs> yeah, I did. It was a short little like two minute video that I tossed into our newsletter that was just explaining in a kid's mind, like how the fruit of the spirit works and what it is and doing cute little illustrations. And I was like, this is helpful for me, like as an adult. And I feel like it would be for other adults and parents too. And so it was just going through the process of like, this is what the fruit of the spirit is. Like, this is why it's important. And this is why we need the Holy spirit so bad because we cannot produce these fruits on our own. And the more we try to do it on our own, like the more we're lacking and the more like almost dried up we're going to be. Um, so yeah, it was a fun, it was a fun video. Um, what you were saying earlier, Matt reminded me, my small group did a series on right now media. It was one of their video series. Um, and it was about niceness and talking about like the fruit of the spirit and how that, um, goes into, the like passiveness of being nice and it was a lot more complex than I'll explain right now um but the way that she would talk about the fruit of the spirit was so interesting to me and I just really appreciated the depth that she went into and in, like taking care of plants and fruits um yeah it was a great it was a great session mm -hmm. yeah where do you find it most challenging or frustrating in life do you find yourself um yourself or your people in your small group or your peers frustrated by how long it takes or that they're not making the progress they desire or everybody kind of just chill about it what do you where do you find the tension points in this topic i think some fruits hit the back burner sometimes and others feel more present like i think like talking about love and loving your neighbor is like such a huge thing especially right now because the world is like flipped upside down and so like the importance of loving your neighbor is there but also the importance of like having patience or like thinking about what goodness even means like in the context of fruit of the spirit, like those can sometimes hit the back burner. And so I think like keeping curious minds and um, my small group especially is great with asking questions and challenging each other in that way and just being like, well, what do we actually think this means? And let's talk about that more. Yeah. Well, I, I think you brought up a good point. Like some people, when they think of that nine, nine long list of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, they look at these as separate fruits of the Holy Spirit. And what's important is, is this is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And so it's not like you're looking at apples and pears and grapes. You're looking at these are the characteristics of an apple. And so an apple is shiny. It has a stem. It, mm. has, it you know, it's sweet. And that is how you look at these characteristics where some people are like, ah, I'm seven out of nine. I'm doing really good right now. <laughs> where in fact, I was talking to a friend the other day about this and he had said, your biggest detriment to thinking through the fruit of the spirit is your natural aptitude to do some of these so well on your own. Mm. We're all you know, born in God's image. So we can all manifest some of these. I always joked around, I'll use it probably in two weeks, but, um, let me see here if I can draw this quickly. That whole adage of this will be some of the sermon. I can't find a marker. So, oh, here's one here. <laughs> I like drawing this for folks when we sit down. Maybe we're talking about over a, a over a cup of coffee, and we say that if you're looking at a zero to a hundred 
on the left side of a column, and that has to deal with your Christianity or your percentage of goodness, right? And then you have another one is your age. So this is how, how the graph looks. Can you see that okay? Mm -hmm. All right, so this is your age, zero to 100, and this is your aptitude of goodness, right? Zero to 100. We say that the moment you become a Christian, you go from zero to 100. That's a pretty easy line, right? Mm -hmm. There is no like, oh, I'm 50% a Christian. Like you're, either, you're a child of God or you're not. <laughs> but then you have this idea of your, your uh, sanctification or becoming more fruit spirit. And I always like to show this, like if we took self-control, I have a natural aptitude of about 30%. <laughs> I, was, I was one of those kids that always got in trouble all the time where Carrie, she's always been a rule follower. I, I drove her too low. She, Carrie's like right here. She's probably about 80% born, a rule follower, oldest child, kept her butt in line, you know, that kind of deal. But then when I received the Holy Spirit, I really started growing in this area. I'm probably 60% now. I can, <laughs> I can handle some impulsivity. Where it's still less than Carrie when she was born, you know, her natural aptitude of 80. And so people think about that sometimes. They'll say, well, why are Christians... You know, they claim to be so good, but they're judgmental all the time, or they're unkind, or they're not patient, or they're not all these other things. And I'm saying, did you know them before they were a Christian? Because they could have been a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> they're allowing God to work in their life. You will see improvement because that's not even them doing it. It's God's spirit. Mm -hmm. And so it's fun to process. It's a great series to really, um, it's one thing to have the head knowledge, but it's another when you really start thinking about how do we see God work in us? And yeah. Can you think of any situation where you've seen that kind of fruit manifest itself in your own life? I know I kind of thrown you on the spot there, but. Yeah. Um, well, something that I was thinking about while you were speaking was um, I'm very, okay. I'm going to go on a little tangent for a minute, but I'll come back. Um, I'm very into the Enneagram. So <laughs> like my personality type um, is a type that's very like loyal and very like um yeah very loyal and very faithful so faithfulness is very easy to me I'm very faithful to friends and to family and to God and I've been a Christian my whole life and that's been fairly unwavering <laughs> and so just um like seeing that play out in my life seeing that fruit continuing to be produced and that's something that I feel like is produced because of that image of God that you were talking about. Yep. Um, but then there's other fruits where like, like you were saying that my self-control, I see a piece of chocolate. I can't not eat it. Like <laughs> there's just some things that um, can be more challenging than others. And then um, just seeing how my relationship with God plays into different things. I think a lot of people can relate um, in the sense of peace and patience. And so when I'm, unplugged from the Holy Spirit for a little while, I can tell my patience and the peace in my life is just not happening. And so relying on God for that peace and that patience and saying, okay, God, how can the Holy Spirit fill me with peace and patience today? Cause I'm going to need it for X, Y, Z <laughs> has yeah. been, has been. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really, I think it's one of those good things is when you notice that you have power to do something i like what you said there i thought that was a great point it's like you notice when there's a lack of it, it it's uh it's not that we focus on the deficit it's just we recognize the deficit at times if i lose mm -hmm. my patience i'm like well that wasn't a god moment that's not loving as others would have mm -hmm. loving as god would have me love i like the prism illustration that was 
directly from the author that I've been reading in this series. We have the link in the in the description here. And uh, he had shared the whole light entering into a prism. Mm -hmm. And when light enters into a prism, it shows the rainbow and how light bends and separates into each of the, the Roy G. Bibbs, right? Where when he said, when love goes through, we see it manifested itself in each of these different acts. So if someone missed that podcast, it's definitely worth listening as that was interpreted that way. And I think anytime we point back to a lack of patience or a lack of joy, it is interesting to think through how does that affect how I love others? Mm -hmm. I call them receiving love. So yeah, it's good. Yeah. But anything else particular you want to highlight in your ministry area that you're excited about? Anything else worth mentioning? Yeah. I mean, I'm overall excited to get back into kids. I feel like I, um, I did some kind of like student teaching in the spring. And so I was seeing kids every day in like a COVID aware environment. And so coming in with all that preparation of like, of course, we've always like cleaned our toys and hand washed and try to keep kids safe and all that, but just like having a better awareness of how to do that and um, just coming in really prepared. I'm excited about that. Um, I'm also just always geeking out about kids things. And so like my family and friends will tell you, I'm always playing kids worship. I'm always like finding little videos. And like, I was just telling you, I was watching kids videos the other day. And so just being excited to be around kids again and like getting to share the love of God with them. I'm just, I'm so excited about that. Yeah. And I think it's really important for folks to know, you don't just look at serving experienced kids, you will serve kids in this community. So if someone listening um, has a friend who has children, it's worth letting them get connected with you because you will share resources with them. You'll help them get connected. And of course, hopefully be able to welcome them to an experience service or something of that nature. But rather yeah. they come or not, you're here to love their kids, which is really- Yeah, helpful. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, a couple of things to highlight. I'm asking folks to pray at 348 every day for the following things. One is uh, our worship location where we're going to have to come together for services. We've identified a location right here in Exxon that we're super excited to announce, but we're not ready to announce it yet. So you could just say at 348, God, help us and lead us to the right space where we can be gathering. We're going to gather weekly in the fall. And we have a couple of meetings taking place this summer to prepare us for weekly gatherings in the fall. Second thing is worship pastor. We have a couple of leads on worship pastors, and um, we are praying and trying to discern where God is leading in that area as well. So 348 to join us for prayer over space and worship is fantastic. And then just the generic prayer for the church in general, that we're doing what God's calling us to do to help love people in practical ways all over this community and the world. Mm -hmm. So we have 348 AM. I think uh, we had one person say they were taking that on at the weekend service. And uh, others, we just say 3.48 p.m. is fine. Sarah, which one are you praying at, a.m. or p.m.? Definitely p.m. Definitely p.m., okay. Unless I stay up too late, and then it'll be a.m. <laughs> okay, it will not be from getting up early, it will be from staying up late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then probably the other thing that's worth noting is we have a mission trip to Pittsburgh happening now. We were going to go to Appalachia, and our other adult on the trip could not make it. And so we are now making this a youth focused trip for middle school and high school students. We've added two additional students. So there'll be seven of us heading to Pittsburgh in order to care for that community through, um, there, we'll be leading a VBS at a church, mm -hmm. helping uh, at a homeless shelter, also helping at a senior care center. So yeah. that's coming up. That's really exciting too. So good stuff's coming. Thank you for all that you do, Sarah. Some things people know about, some not. So this is gonna be great <laughs> to be on that trip with kids. Yeah, it's gonna be great.
All right. Well, this was a great podcast. We missed Diane. Diane, we love you. We look forward to seeing you again soon. Make sure you take a look at the resources below and we'd love to see you this weekend online. Take care. Hey, thanks for joining us. We hope something you heard today will draw you closer to God and encourage you to know him better. If you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe, write a review and consider sharing it with someone else. If there's anything we can do for you, a question we can talk through with you, a prayer we can say on your behalf, or a need you have, please don't hesitate to let us know. Text ECC Info to 94000 or connect at our website, experiencecc.org. We are better together. Connect with us soon. See you next time on the Experience Christian Church Podcast. Take care.